Hi there, you're listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. TCC, a home for you. Happy Mother's Day. How's everyone doing? Good. So I had a funny thing happen to me just first service. So you know us mothers, we just get it done, right? So I'm down in front just having a fun time down there, worshiping, all that stuff. And someone comes up to me and says, "Um, something happened down here. All my notes fell in the hot chocolate I was drinking. So the first service, I had hot chocolate notes that are now wrinkled. And my lovely friend Mindy made me a new fresh copy that I don't have to have sticky notes for you all, okay? (laughs) But we just keep going, right, mothers? Um, So yesterday, we, my husband and I, had a a fun time. We went to a flag football game, right? Have you ever been to a flag football game? Now, when you're a young mom, you go to t-ball games, right? And you have your bag packed with the water bottles, with the extra shoes, the coat, the Anything your kid needs, you have, and you're toting it in every game, anything they need, every game, right? Now, when you get a little older, you don't think you're going to continue doing that. But yesterday, I have a 27-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 19, and guess what? I was toting their stuff. (laughs) I was carrying the water bottles. The, the, you know, the umbra, all the stuff that they needed, I was toting. Does it ever end? It doesn't, does it? No, it just continues. But we're expected as moms to have it all together and be beautiful at the same time, right? We can do it. Is that a possibility? Can we really be both? That's a lot, right? So I want to talk about the story of Abigail. So if you want to join with me in 1 Samuel 25, I'm going to read the first few verses that I'm going to pinpoint on. Um, It starts with, Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Paran. A certain man in Moron had property there in Carmel, which was very, he was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats, 3,000 sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was um, Namal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband, he was surely and mean in his dealings as he was a um, kale bite. Now, those are the first three verses. I'm going to paraphrase the rest of the story for us. Is that okay? So her husband was a really mean guy. Abigail had to come up behind him and soften everything, okay? He had a dealing with David David didn't maybe like the response. So David was coming up, and he was going to kill everyone. Abigail heard this. 
So she had to make it right. So she brought all the meat and the animals and everything that she needed to do that she felt like she could smooth over the situation with David. So they met. She's like, let me tell you about my mean husband. And so David understood now, okay, Abigail, I understand what you're saying to me. Okay, I will not proceed with my killing. Um, I will... I will not sacrifice. I will not kill. It's all good. So she was smoothing everything over. Um, then as the next day, her husband found out what Abigail did. She smoothed over everything. And he died of a heart attack. After he died of this heart attack, David heard this. And so David called out and he wanted to marry her. So that's the premise of our story today. Now imagine if you were in the Bible and the words were said to describe you were intelligent and beautiful. That's a lot, right? How can we be both intelligent and beautiful and carry on our day to day? What does it mean to have those two traits? And how as women of God, can we do that? Now, when we look at the word intelligence, the definition is more than just smart. Now, when you're smart, you know a lot of stuff, right? You kind of know a lot of maybe senseless information. Those things that get stuck in your head, those trivia pursuit questions that you just know, all that information. You're smart, right? It's a lot of information. But the word we're talking about is more about wisdom. Having wisdom is so much more than just having knowledge and information. There is a difference between those two words. Have you ever met someone who's maybe smart, but they're not wise. So I have a 19-year-old Toby, Toby John Harris. Now, this young man thinks that he's smart, and he is. He is. But I have many stories, but I'm going to pick out one story. <laughs> one story. So one day, um, Toby and his dad were going to the church to fix something, and they needed the tools in the car. Um, and I guess Toby was supposed to bring those tools with them. They got to the church, and guess what? Toby did not have those tools in the car. So you know the first thing he does? Call mom. <laughs> hey, mom, where are you at? Oh, I'm at home doing whatever. I need you to put the tools in the car and run up to the church as fast as you can because I need the tools. Okay, Toby, you got to give me a couple minutes, though. I got to get the tools. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So then he calls me a little bit later. Okay, I, what I really need you to do is meet, meet me at the house because now I need to run to the house, too. So I'll pick up the tools from the house. Toby, I'm almost to the church because, in fact, as I was on the phone call, we were passing each other. Toby, where are you going? 
no, mom, I told you to stay at the house to get the tools. I'll get the tools. No, 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 you didn't, Toby. No, no, you said to drive. So we're going back and forth. And he, as he continues to think that he's right and right and right, guess what? He becomes more wrong, more wrong, and more wrong. So he might have had the information, but just because he had the information did not mean that he was wise. He was not smart at all. He was wrong, in fact, because he, you know, crossed me. <laughs> but how do we, as believers, walk in wisdom? So the first thing, wisdom, it starts with asking. True and lasting wisdom comes from God. He gives his wisdom freely to us when we ask him. As parents, as mothers, you know, I enjoy when my kids ask me something because I kind of feel like maybe they'll do it then. <laughs> so when they ask me instructions or whatever, I give it to them. I don't stop and say, you know, no. When they ask me for something, I give it to them. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, when we ask him for his gifts, he freely gives them to us. James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Another way, it says, If you don't have all the wisdom needed for this journey, then all you have to do is ask God for it. And God will grant all that you need. He gives lavishly and never scolds you for asking. See, the Bible gives us a description of what godly wisdom looks like. And it goes on in James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So the first thing is pure. There's no strings attached. God gives us wisdom when we ask him. There's no strings attached. Peace loving. No fighting. No pulling back and forth. Peace loving. Wisdom is gentle. Yields to others doesn't always have to be right. Even though maybe there's times that it is right, and I could declare it from the mountaintops, don't always have to be right. Does good. It doesn't pick sides. It doesn't pick one or the other. And it's always sincere. Isn't it nice when you're talking to someone that you want that wisdom from them, you want to glean wisdom from them, that they're sincere in their empathy and their understanding and their time with you. Wisdom. This is how Abigail was des described. This is how God wants us to live. Here's the big question, though. Does your faith and your life reflect God's wisdom? Or are you trying to figure it out for yourself? 
you push yourself into situations that maybe you really need God's wisdom for, but you just walk in there by yourselves? That's the big question. Wisdom. How we depend on God. How he gives that to us. That's the first trait. The second trait is beauty. It simply means beauty. Not, not the way that we know or we understand it or we think we do. It comes from a root word that means to radiate, to burst forth, to emerge from darkness, to project beauty. This is the understanding of what beauty is, to radiate all around you. It also means to create a sense of awe and wonder. See, this is what happened to Abigail. Her beauty shone forth. Her beauty preceded her. See, it wasn't just about her physical beauty. Now, she was beautiful, but it wasn't just about that. She carried something else. People noticed it. David noticed it. That's why after her husband died, David married her. Because there was something about her. Now, did Abigail have a perfect life? No. It says in the Bible that her husband, can we say he was a jerk? <laughs> right? He's a piece of work. He was just something. Can any of us relate to that? We just have, <laughs> we just have a lot going on in our life. Maybe there's times that we are <laughs> a little bit to handle, I'll say. A little bit to handle, right? But even in those situations with Abigail, she continued to radiate beauty. She didn't allow her circumstance, the things around her, to diminish her beauty. She wanted it to come forth. She allowed it to emerge from darkness, from her life situations. She projected beauty. See, beauty, it's so much more than the outward appearance, what you see on the outside. Right? Because let me tell you, let's be real here. It takes a lot for us <laughs> to look like this, right? <laughs> a lot. Time, smoke and mirrors, lights, right? Come on, let's be real. The beauty is so much more than the outward appearance. 
Beauty doesn't mean that your life is perfect, that you're walking on the runway, right? The red carpet. That's not beauty. Beauty is when you're faced with adversity and you're tested. And then what comes out, what pours out of you, that's beauty. When things in your life and situations happen, what flows from your heart, that's true beauty. It says 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4. It is not fancy hair, gold jewelry, or fine clothes that should make you beautiful. No, your beauty should come from within you, the beauty of a gentle, a quiet spirit that will never be destroyed and is very precious to God. See, God doesn't put, he doesn't put a lot of credit into our outward appearance. What matters to him is the heart. Because beauty and worth go so much deeper than that outward appearance. The bad hair day, I mean, whew. Our, our world could just be jettisoned if we lived off our bad or good hair day, right? Beauty and worth go so much deeper. They deal with our hearts. First Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge by his appearance or heights, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearances, but the Lord looks at your heart. Throughout the entire Bible, the Lord looks at your heart. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. True, blue, true beauty comes from a heart that's yielded to God. And we experience that beauty when things in our lives are kind of wonky and we're still pressing towards God. We're still yielded to what He wants, even when our situations say otherwise. So many, many years ago, I was at a, I was at a, a, a place in my life that was kind of, I was struggling. And I really didn't know where God was in my life and why I couldn't hear him and why the place where I was at in my life, why he allowed it. And, you know, all those questions that we get in our brains, right? Well, this one time I went to a ladies' retreat, okay? And I was just in this place and I was like, God, I can't hear you. I'm not even sure if I want to hear you in the first place. So what do they do? They make you like spend time with God, right? Like go over, over there and actually listen to him. I know, right? <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, I'll go by myself. I went down a little path and I found myself by a, um, a, a, a water like creek. It wasn't very full because I was able to walk through it. But what was neat is I was walking there and I was really struggling, like, God, I don't hear you. 
find you, care to, all that stuff. And what was funny was I was walking and I came across this rope. And it was weird because I'm not really a rope person. I mean, I don't, I don't fish. I don't, I don't know. But it, it drew me. And I'm like, wow. And so I picked it up and I just held it and felt it, you know. And God spoke to me. Because I was, like, if you don't remember, I was in a bad place, okay? And I remember God speaking to me and saying, every time you felt afraid, I tied a knot. And that knot was strong. And I'm your knot. I'm the one that keeps your center. I'm the one that strengthens you. Because after that knot is strong. But then I know I come up with being afraid again, right? And God continues to put knots in my life. Anchors that I know where he's at. And know who he is in my life. And he continues to do that throughout my life. And I carry this rope with me to remind me of that. Because not everything in our lives is pretty, right? But we are called to be beautiful. And that beauty radiates from things in our lives that we come up against and God is there with us. Now you might be here today and you might be saying, you know what, I am so far away from thinking, being able to be described as wise and beautiful. Like, I'm so far away from that. But I'm here to tell you that if you can anchor on to who God is calling you, you're closer than you think. See, we aren't defined by our brokenness. We're not defined by the social media, by those influencers, by all those things. We're not defined by that. We're not defined by the critics. And sometimes we're the hardest critics on us, right? We're not even defined by the way we see ourselves. We're defined by the creator. And he's defined us as wise and beautiful. We're at our best when we're in alignment with what God says about who we are. Now, even though you may not feel like you can get on that road to a life that is led with beauty and rest and purpose, you can be. If you can remember that God called you wise and beautiful to be able to radiate, birth forth out, not the outward but the inward, your heart, what your heart is saying, that's what you anchor on to. Ladies, I either gave you a candle when you first came in, or but when you leave, please pick up a candle. And what this candle signifies when you light it is that radiance that a candle dispels the darkness. 
And so when you put this in your living room and your bathroom and your bedroom, anywhere you want to put it, every time you light it, make sure you ask God. Take a moment with God and say, God, thank you first for defining me as wise and beautiful. And then second, ask him, God, continue to birth out of me a radiance that draws people to you. Because we're all supposed to walk in God's love and his purpose. And to do that, we all have to be reminded that we are beautiful. And we are intelligent. We are intelligent. So I just want to pray over us as we close today. Father God, Lord, we thank you for who you are in our lives, Jesus. I pray, Father God, Lord, that if there are ladies in the building online that we're struggling with knowing that we're beautiful. Lord, I pray that you just touch each and every one of us. Remind us, Father God, how we can radiate beauty. That we're your hands and your feet, Father God. I pray, Father God, for today, Jesus, I pray for all the mothers. I pray, Father God, Lord, that you um, bless them tenfold, Jesus, for all that they do each and every day, Father God. Lord, I pray for the ones that are struggling with today, Jesus, that you love on them. Cherish them, Father God. Be with them as they're on their journey, Father God. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your son's holy and precious name, amen. Amen. I'm going to close today, but again, if you want to um, pray about being beautiful, being intelligent, anything that you have on your heart, we're going to have our prayer teams up here. Um, other than that, we have our um, giving stations in the back. Um, and have a beautiful Mother's Day. Bless you. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. We hope this met you exactly where you are. To learn more about us, head to our website at tccde.com or follow us on social media at Trinity Community Church. TCC, a home for you.